0: from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving in storage studio. It's the Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life, your money, your relationships, your work. I am John Deloney, joined here by George Camel, and we are taking your calls to just about everything at 888-825-5225. That's 888 225 The call is free. Give us a buzz. Let's go out to uh, Huntington, West Virginia, and talk to... Kane, what's up Kane? How's it going, guys. I'm so happy
1: to be talking to you guys.
0: We're you are you're the first Kane either of us have, have ever talked to on the show. It's good to talk to you, man.
1: That's good. Man. I don't have a horse. Um, Thank
0: you, Kane. That way.
2: Kane George knows how I feel about faint, horse folk. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Bless I do, you. I, I got do got like I part. do like horses, Kane, but that's a whole other thing.
1: All right, so what's up, man? I got a two-part question. I've got <clears throat> I'm having a little bit of trouble getting my wife on board and then just i'm i'm letting everything sh- go as my income's just keeping us afloat on everything that we do i've got some rental properties and stuff but our mortgage is pretty heavy and i'm just trying to get a base on what i know i've heard you tell people before like you can if you can pay it off just you know a lot of times you'll tell them to sell the rentals but i i've never heard anybody say that they had rentals that was paid off you know versus not being paid off normally they've got mortgages and stuff on them so i was just trying to get a basis on what
0: let's start at the very beginning here you said you're having a hard time getting your wife on board with what
1: um just the Ramsey plan in general i mean she she knows that i'm you know real apt to just you know i I try to push it on a lot of people between my sister and her and just family members because i know what such a good thing it does for people and i I try to get it out to the world, you know?
0: So, uh, it's not a big secret that I'm a super nerd. Okay. That's nobody's this. That's not for debate. Um, I hide some of the depths of my nerdum, and I'll let you in on some, on one of my nerd secrets. Is that cool? Back in the yeah, day, absolutely. I used to have a spreadsheet that I kept and I went and bought my own glucose, um, monitor and, uh, my glucose strips and I would keep my, I would keep my blood sugar levels and I'd keep my ketone levels. And every month I would try a new fad diet and I wanted to track and see what was happening in my body and if it worked good and what my weight was and how my energy levels were and all this stuff. It got to the point that my wife every month would say, because she's just awesome, she'd say, what are we this week? Are we raw vegan? Are we keto? What are we doing? And every week I'd read a new book and be like, this is the thing. And I became like the worst like yes i was insufferable in i can keep going evangelizing to everyone kane you got to be on this diet it's the best it's so good and it one thing i could confirm with a hundred percent accuracy not a single person was ever ever converted to my diet of the day um by me evangelizing to them in that way the only time i've been able to over the years um quote unquote convince people to change their life is just to show up and keep doing my thing and they say hey you seem to be happier than me your marriage look, looks different than my marriage you seem your kids want to be around you more than my kids want to be around us how do you doing that so you see what i'm saying kane you're yeah, coming at um, your wife yeah. with a scheme with a plan and the fact that you've got a bunch of paid for rental houses but your house still has, you've always got a thing going don't you Oh, absolutely! <laughs> so you're a guy with a thing. So you come with your wife, and you say, "Hey, I got a new scheme," and she goes, "All right, that's there we go. That's different than this." Hey, honey, we owe money, and it scares me. And I know I don't say that word very much because I'm a tough guy from Huntington, but owing other people money scares me every month not knowing how much money we have in in the bank in this real heavy mortgage and I'm working as hard as I'm working and I don't know where we are and I don't know what you're spending I don't know what I'm spending I don't know how much groceries cost I feel disassociated from my own family and I'd love to picture you and me in a paid for vacation home someday and our kids going to college because we've saved for it would you be willing to go on that journey with me it's a journey of peace and safety you see how the one's a different, one's a scheme, and one is "I love you so much that." You see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And one
2: of them involves yep. her. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. a difference. Yeah. So, Kane, have yes. you asked her like, "Hey, what are your goals? What do you want to do?" Yeah, I mean we're pretty goal
1: oriented, but yeah, I focus. You know, um, she's a stay at home mom and watches the boys, so I, I you know, I want to treat her the best I can and. Uh, and stuff like that but
2: so i Kane, i was in the marketing world for many years and in the marketing world you always look at customers pain points or their felt need and that's how you best reach them with your product or service so i want you to take that approach with your wife and go hey what are her pain points what is she struggling with right now and what are the points that touch money and how can i connect the baby steps to those pain points and then all of a sudden she goes oh my gosh yes, I can be a stay-at-home mom and not have to worry about if you're going to be able to make ends meet because we don't have any debt anymore. We have a paid-for house because we sold the rental. It changes the lens in which he looks at this whole plan. And here's a magic way. This is both to you, Kane, and all the
0: men listening. A magic way to add, to find out what your spouse's pain points are is to ask them. Don't go home and announce her pain
2: points to her, Kane, right? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, oh, man. And if you're going to do the baby steps, we're not <laughs> going to be ish. we got to be all in on this because it's going to show her that you're serious this time and this isn't another scheme and that you're not going to be halfway in and then choose a different plan three months later. I think when she sees that level of intensity and sacrifice and what, and the fact that you're doing this for the family and not just because Kane had another harebrained idea, it's going to change the way she looks at this. This conversation
0: starts with You. You. Not telling her, hey, you need to get a babysitter for the kids. I want to take you out. Not that. You find a babysitter, Kane, And you let your wife know, um, I want to take you out, and we're going to do something special. And I want you to take her out to somewhere special. And I want you to have a nice journal that you've bought for her. um, Mm. And hand her a pen. And you have one yourself. And I want you to tell her, one thing we haven't been doing since the kids came along, since uh, we had the rental house here and this rental house there, and we bought this big house, then uh, we've not sat down and dreamed together, and we haven't sat down and planned together. And I don't know what your needs are in this new season, and I want to reimagine what our marriage looks like and start the conversation with this. cane. I'm I'm a schemer, <laughs> as, as the great Vince Neil says. You know, I'm a dreamer. You're gonna start out with, you know, I'm a schemer, and this isn't one of my schemes. This is me wanting to uh, get to know my wife again, and get to know our home again, and I want us to plan for the future, and by the way, as a part of this plan, a really big deal for me is that uh, I'm going to you anything, and I know that if I don't land this particular job, that we're still going to be okay, and that you can you want to at the house if you want to hire somebody to come home for a couple of days come to the house for a couple of days so you can go out and do things we're good
2: yeah okay and on top of that i'm going to gift you guys financial peace university watch those lessons with her you can also start your every dollar budget with that hang on the line awesome will pick up that's our gift to you we'll be right back
3: Did you know, statistically, when it comes to life insurance and protecting your family, that women are more likely to be uninsured or underinsured than men? This doesn't make any sense. Women make up half the workforce, contribute mightily to family incomes, and in many cases are the breadwinners and take care of their families 24 hours a day. This is one of the most overlooked areas when it comes to financial planning. Maybe it's a relic of the past. But a loss of income or the need to replace family care is equally important for women as it is for men. Single moms, working moms, and stay-at-home moms all need term life insurance.
2: Let me ask you a question. When you think of a millionaire, what kind of job do you picture them having? Is this some kind of high-powered executive position like a VP or a CEO? Is it Dr. John Deloney? Well, here's the thing. Only 15% of millionaires actually have jobs like that. The reality is that the top five careers for millionaires in America are as follows. Engineer, Accountant, Teacher, Manager, and Attorney. That's just one of the surprising things our team found out when we conducted the largest study of millionaires ever done. We talked to tens of thousands of millionaires to find out who they are and how they achieve that goal. Our study also made it abundantly clear that to become a millionaire, you've got to invest wisely. And a big part of that is getting good investing advice. You've got to work with an investing pro who can walk with you and teach you about the options that are right for you. Our team recommends trustworthy, vetted investing pros from all over the country. We call them SmartVestor Pros. If you want to get in touch with one in your area, go to RamseySolutions.com slash SmartVestor and start building wealth today.
0: All right, let's go to Sabrina in Salt Lake City. Let's find her. There she is. What's up, Sabrina?
4: Hi. Um, I just graduated from college, and I've been staying at parents' house for the past month. Okay. The thing is that just due to some family differences, I'm going to be moving out. Um, tomorrow to my boyfriend's parents' house. They've given me a really big blessing. Um, until I find my own place, how exactly do I prepare to leave um, there? And I guess how long should I be staying there? Because they they obviously told me you can live forever, but that's not the case.
2: You know. Sure. What
0: happened at your home?
4: Just some family differences. Like they didn't like. Um, there was like no drugs or alcohol or anything. They just didn't like the way that um, I was doing things in
0: life and yeah. Okay. Um, so I think in in, number one, um, I'm proud of you for being an adult and saying, it's time for me to go. And you're not on the air throwing grenades and they're the worst, whatever. Like you're, you're actually sounding pretty grown up. Like we have some differences and I'm moving on and that's called the boundary. And so good for you. Um, as for your boyfriend's parents' house, good on them for seeing somebody in need and saying, hey, you're welcome to be here. Um, the I think you are very, very wise to not take the, you can just stay here forever. Like, ah, no, I can't. And so here's what I think would be uh, help make this interaction um, successful. I would come up with a date, three months, four months, and say, uh, sit down with them and say what are uh I'm moving into your home what are the rules here do you want me home at a certain time do you want me um work what can I do to help around here and they're going to say nothing nothing and I think it's important for you to say no I'm going to do something I'm going to participate in the life of this home um are you going to pay rent pay a 100 bucks pay 200 bucks pay something small um The year before I got married, when I was saving up money, I moved in with a friend's parents and um, I paid a small amount of rent. But it was important for everybody that I had some skin in that game. And um, we had a very clear exit date. This is when this is going to – this is when this time – this is when I'm going to be out. And it puts you on the hot seat to save some money, work some side hustles, to do whatever you got to do to go get your own apartment. And also it left everything clear right? So I would go in and just have a direct conversation about their values, what what you can do to help around the house. And let's go ahead and put an end date on paper. It may be that four months come and go pretty quick. And then this guy, um, you're a fiance suddenly. And so I'm going to stay another five months or something until, but let's at least get um, a preliminary date on the books that we all shake hands and agree. Does that sound good?
2: Yeah. So Sabrina, you said you graduated. Are you working right now?
4: Um, no, my job starts in October. That's kind of the big thing here. Cause like, I just don't, I mean, like I, I'm going to get a job at Target starting Monday. Um, but yeah. So you'll have some I income. I'm just planning on chilling.
2: What, what will you be yeah, making like, at Target?
4: Um, 17 an hour.
2: Okay. I want you to put as much of that away in savings as possible to take advantage of this, uh, amazing blessing where you're not paying market rate rent for a while. That's going to set you up really nicely when you enter this full-time job. Is it already set up? You've accepted an offer. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. What kind of job is it?
4: Um, software engineering.
2: Oh, fantastic! Do you know the starting pay?
4: Yeah, um, it's one hundred and five. That's kind of the thing. Like I'm set. Like once I'm like once I get my first paycheck, or like like the first couple of paychecks in. But so what, what if, if we then, said, like, hey, I'm going no to live
2: here until I start this full-time job, and I'm going to immediately move out and rent somewhere either on my own or if I can't afford it, I'm going to find a roommate. Yeah, that
4: sounds perfect.
2: I love That's it. That's what
4: hey, I was
0: thinking. Sabrina, let me, um, let me, I'm going to push on one thing you said, okay? You said, um, I got this great job starting in October, but I was planning on chilling between now and October. A recipe for relational mess, a recipe for mental health distress is this idea that I'm just going to do nothing. I'm just going to quote unquote chill. Okay. The second thing is you made a very grown up decision to leave your parents' house. Sounds like it was the right decision for you. But sometimes we have plans. I'm gonna go on vacation and then suddenly I lose our job. Or I'm going to do this thing and then the world shifts underneath us. And you had this plan where between August and October I'm just gonna I'm gonna kind of lay low because I got this awesome job. I'm gonna work at Target a few hours a week. It's gonna be cool. You made a grown up decision to step out. And that means you probably cashed in the idea that I was just going to be chilling. So my recommendation to you is, yes, you keep that job at Target, but you also get another job at Starbucks in the evenings, or you also drive in the evenings too. For the next August, September, I want you to work pretty tough. Get after yourself a little bit. Save some money so that October, when you start this new job, you can move into your new place and be ready to rock and roll. The other thing, George, I see this happen a lot is – people sign an agreement for several months in advance, and they think everything's going to be great. If there's cutbacks to be made in some of these mm. companies, they start with the people who haven't started working here yet, right? And that's the, one of that the easiest places That happened to me out of college. Okay. I spent
2: all summer banking on this job. I thought I was a shoe in They were like, oh, yeah, it's going to be great. I interviewed. And then the very end of the summer, they sent me an email that was like, unfortunately, we have uh, found that you are not a fit that's for this right. position. And I was just flabbergasted because right. I had stayed in this place chilling all summer going I got this first full time job it's gonna be great and then I was scrambling that's right so you gotta kind of plan for the plan to not go to plan
0: always plan for the plan to not go to plan
2: without putting yourself in paranoia yes 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 and negativity it's a a delicate balance John you you have found the balance
0: I I don't know if I have I don't know alright let's go to Rebecca in Wisconsin what's up Rebecca
4: hi thank you guys so much for taking my call you
0: bet hey we're up against the clock so get right to the question
4: okay So I just got engaged three weeks ago. I'm on Baby Step 2, and my fiancé just started reading Dave Ramsey as well. I am wondering, I have $5,000 left at Baby Step 2. Do I put a pause on Baby Step 2 and save up for the wedding, or do I do both simultaneously?
2: Well, are the options we go into debt for the wedding in order to pay off the other debt? Nope. Okay. So could we continue paying off the debt and still cash flow a wedding and make it $5,000 cheaper? Is that an option? I think so. I think that's I a cool plan. So. But worst case, okay. yeah, I don't want you going into debt for the wedding. So If that means paying minimum payments on our debt for a few more months, I'm okay with that because I don't want you to you know, continue bleeding here, going further into debt. But I love the plan of saying, hey, how can we continue this intensity so that we can start our marriage off completely debt-free and cash flow a wedding? And the flowers that we would have paid $3,000 for, they would have died in four hours anyways. We won't miss them. <laughs> right. we had, we My fiance is
4: very strict on his budget, so yes,
2: yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, do you have a budget for the wedding? Yes, 15000 Cool. And how much, how close are you to paying that in cash flow? Um,
4: we, cash cash flowing i'm a thousand short my fiance has his.
2: okay so you're saying we're a thousand short so it's not really going to affect your debt payoff plan then
4: not exactly that's why i didn't know if i should just put a hold for two months and just keep saving it up that way my whole wedding is paid for and then i how about this right after let's I get, let's get
2: intense about getting this cash flow wedding once that money's sitting there let's go after the debt and see if we can pay it off by the wedding as a personal challenge and let's have
0: one more personal challenge let's have a little bit of fun I want you and your fiancé to go out on a date and see if you can get this $15,000 wedding to $12,500. See if you can cut it. You're Start negotiating.
2: And say, I'll pay this vendor in cash. We're going to cut this person a check. They're giving us 400 bucks back here. We're going to have Aunt Sally make the cake. We're going to do something. We're going to get it down to 125 we are going to take that money and get that debt paid Aunt off. Aunt Sally makes a great cake.
0: Good point. A great cake.
2: Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, host of the Fine Print and Entree Leadership Podcast, joined by Dr. John Deloney, host of The Dr. John Deloney Show, which has been just exploding in popularity, John. So congratulations on that. Pretty wild. You can catch it on YouTube, podcast, you name it. And uh, all of those shows that I just mentioned are on The Ramsey Network, and you can find them on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts, and I encourage you to do so. Open phones this hour, 888-825-5225. Tyler joins us up next in Anchorage, Alaska. Tyler, welcome to the show. Hey,
5: thanks for having me.
2: Yeah, what's going on?
5: Yeah, so I just wanted to call in. I'll be moving. I'll be relocating with my company um, here in the next couple of weeks. Um, I was intending on buying a house. That fell through. Um, So the equity in my house is just going to be sitting in in the bank account. um, And I've got a rental set up, and I'm trying to make the decision of, you know, pursuing a a home purchase still uh, for myself and my family or, um, you know, taking a dive and and paying off my only outstanding debt, uh, which is my my student loans uh, still. Um, So just kind of wanted to get some advice uh, from you guys on that.
2: How much do you have in student loans? Uh, I've got
5: $47,000 still outstanding.
2: Okay. And what's your income?
5: Um, I got, uh, it's about 150 a year. Um, that's gross, about 8000 take home each month.
2: Fantastic. And you're talking about your family here and moving. Where are you moving to from Alaska?
5: Uh, we're moving to the Midwest. Um, we're going uh, to Ohio.
2: Okay. What's the net profits of the home sale going to be?
5: Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's going to be around 100 and, uh, I think $120, 130 something like that.
2: Okay. How much money do you guys have in the bank outside of that?
5: Um, we've got somewhere around twenty dollars to $25,000 um, in savings. So, okay. And then, uh, you know, a bit of personal information, but um, po- possibly heading into a, a divorce, um, oh. heading down there too. So, so certainly uh, a hard time. Yeah, thank you for that. Certainly a hard time. Um, you know, I don't want to get on my feet and make sure I do all the right things. And I, I think... You know, it'd certainly be nice to have one less, you know, uh, thing over my head, and, and get rid of all the debts, and, and finally be debt free. So yeah. I've uh, had this for about five years now, um, paying off slowly. So.
2: Well, regardless of an impending divorce, I would tell you to get rid of all your debt before going into another home purchase. That's going to make it a lot less stressful. So, with that, one twenty, one thirty, you get from the home sale, we are going to clean up that student loan debt, which is still going to leave you with what seventy grand or so.
5: Yep. Something like that. Which will yep. become
2: your new kind of down payment savings. I would leave the 2025 there as your emergency fund and you could be going into a storm. And so I think it's really wise to rent for a while until you know what's next for you, go rent for a year, and then save up on top of that. you got a big pile of cash. Once you know what's next for you, you can buy a house in the future.
0: Tyler, does okay. your does your spouse have an equity claim to this? To part of this money? Yeah.
2: It- it it would be it
5: would be split um, almost entirely. I think with our savings and the home equity, we'd we'd each kind of walk away with eighty to ninety thousand dollars okay. uh, once everything's settled. So, okay. okay,
0: um, Tyler, you can listen to this. I'm asking George's question. Um, this is going to go counter to what I've said over and over and over again. So tell me, punch holes in this if I'm if I'm wrong. The and again, I say this tongue in cheek, but the latest word is there's going to be some sort of announcement on what the final plan with the student loan forgiveness will be coming in the next couple of weeks. I would, if this was me, I would wait two weeks before I, I d- just find out what the, what, what they say is going to happen. I have an idea of what's going to happen and it's not going to be to wipe out all $47,000 of this dude's loans, but of Tyler's loans, but is that worth waiting for that, or is it, I'm not, I'm just not giving that credence anymore?
2: I mean, I wouldn't give it credence, but there's not going to be a lot of harm in waiting two weeks either. Okay. My guess is they just kick the can down the road. They say, we're going to forgive this very specific portion of people who got scammed or this level of debt. It's not going to make a huge dent. Uh, but if you want to wait two weeks and then pay them off, Either way, regardless of the divorce, I'm going to pay these off as part of this move and part of the home sale to clean up my mess yep. and have a solid financial foundation because you're going to need that regardless of what happens next with okay. this move and the divorce. Sure. But, yeah, I mean, if you want to wait two weeks, I'd, it would it would blow my mind if they were like, no matter how much debt you have, it's it's wiped away. America, we're clearing the decks, right? It's only happened once, sure. and it was Jesus who did it. <laughs> and uh, the White House ain't wiping nothing away. So uh, Sure. Uh, we're wishing you the best, Tyler, with what's next, man. Yes, that's a sorry, that's a lot of life change that's about to happen, but the good news is uh, you are going to clean up this debt real fast. You've got a great income, and uh, we're wishing you the best with this move and this new career thing and this, this divorce situation. That's tough. Isaiah joins us up next in Oklahoma City. Isaiah, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How can it's John so and I cool. help?
6: So I had a question about purchasing a semi-truck.
2: Okay, is this for your business? So, right, I'm currently a local. <laughs> no, driver.
0: George, he's gonna drive it around the neighborhood. John, stranger things have happened. <laughs> I'd probably make more money,
6: but exactly. anyway. So, it's essentially like buying a house, almost. I mean, they cost upwards of two hundred thousand um, dollars. The only thing, it's I guess it's like a twenty percent down payment as well, but the long term is more like a car five six seven eight years and I just wanted you guys advice if that would be a wise decision right now at my age or not
2: what are you doing now for work um I'm a local CDL driver truck driver okay how old are you 26 do you have any debt currently
6: yes I've got
2: about 5,000
6: student loan 15 on a car and about 140 on my mortgage
2: okay well, uh, you're not going to like my answer, but it is <laughs> not to buy a $200,000 semi-truck and go into debt for okay. that. But hey, okay.
0: like you just met us and you didn't really meet us from the phone. Please, whatever you do, don't take out a $200,000 mortgage against a depreciating asset, please. Okay? And this is, okay. this is future you talking to yourself through me and George. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. It's going to be this.
2: really hard to get a business off the ground when you have... You know, $400,000 in debt looming on your shoulders as you try to kickstart a brand new business at 26. So what's wrong with your current job? It sounds like you're not happy there. No, I mean, it's, I mean, it's got its ups and
6: downs. The pay's not bad. I mean, I'm home every night. Um, I just, you know, it's the, if you bought your own truck, you could possibly be just successful and just make just money on end I guess you just hey, you just said it overhead. you just said
0: it perfectly possibly
3: yeah and
0: the other side of possibly is you can have four hundred thousand dollars in debt as a 26 year old and um, you think you know what stress is you have four hundred thousand dollars worth of bank sitting on top of you man and it will take your soul right and that's why I just
6: wanted to hear from you guys because I didn't know if that is a lot i mean almost half a
0: million i guess but if that would be any kind of exception just nope. because you could make okay i uh, i wouldn't take out two hundred thousand dollar loan to to buy a burger stand i wouldn't take a two hundred thousand dollar loan to buy a lawn business like i'm not going to take out a loan to buy a business because i i don't know when the next covet's sitting around the corner man i don't know when the next government right. regulation on a thing is going to come into i don't know when they're gonna gas is gonna go up to 17 dollars an hour and i've got my own i mean 17 dollars a mile or whatever it, that's not really a calculation for gas but you know what i mean i don't know any of those things but the bank
2: still gets their money every month and i'm just not gonna right. live like that. we we run our business here at ramsey solutions completely debt-free at the speed of cash and that's what you need to be doing as well if you want to be successful as an entrepreneur. And so that means we're going to clean up our personal mess here. We're going to get rid of the student loan, the car loan. Uh, you can, the mortgage will fall into baby step six. But if you want to do this, it means it might be seven years from now when we save up hundred grand and we buy a used semi in cash to kickstart this business. Hey, I think it's a
0: good call out, George.
2: Most people don't know, Dave built half this building. He
0: just built half. One wing. It was just Like a one-winged airplane. We'll do the rest
2: when we have the cash. When we
0: have cash, we'll do the rest. And then we got the cash, do the rest. But it's literally at the speed of cash,
2: right? And you can do it. I'm going to send you a copy of Dave's book, Entree Leadership. It's wisdom from the trenches in business. And part of that talks about how to do this uh, with financial peace as you kickstart a business. So hang on the line. Austin will send you a copy of Entree Leadership. Thanks for the call. Welcome back to the Ramsey Show. I'm Ramsey Personality, George Campbell, joined today by my colleague, Dr. John Deloney. That's a Ken Coleman word for you, John. Colleague. I was going to call you my good friend, but I'll go with colleague. I like that. Very professional. That's how we keep it here on the show. (laughs) Richard joins us up next in Vegas. Richard, what's going on? How you doing, gentlemen? Great. How can we help?
7: Excellent. So here's the deal. I am, uh, I'm 24. Uh, I've been with this girl for a while. We're looking at, uh, we're looking at getting married and we want to, uh, we want to buy a house. Uh, we want to do it the right way. We want to, uh, uh, we want to do it without needing uh, a credit score. I I've avoided cards, but we're newly started in our careers and have no idea how to how to pay for a house if we're not doing it the uh, I guess the traditional method with a fico score and all that bull crap.
2: You came to the right place, my friend. Excellent. I, I Excellent. did this uh in 2019, got a house without a credit score, paid off the mortgage, life is good. And so let me walk you through this. How how much what's your income? Do you know what it'll be when you're married?
7: Uh yeah, it'll be between uh
2: 60 000 and 70,000 in that ballpark. Okay, cool. You guys have any debt?
7: I have uh, I have sixteen thousand in student loans and four thousand in uh, in a car.
2: What do y'all do for a living?
7: Uh, she is a hairstylist and I am a magician of all things.
2: Ha! This Excellent. just got interesting. <laughs> so you do mag- is yes, this full time work? It is. Okay, what do you make versus her? Do you know?
7: Uh, we both make in uh, in around thirty five thousand, because it's Vegas. There's a, a, a decent amount of variance with uh with the tipping industry. Sure. Um so that's why I say in the sixty 000 to seventy thousand, but but in in about the thirty five thousand dollar ballpark each. And uh we're both again we just started our careers. Uh so I don't expect to make thirty five thousand for the rest of my life, but uh uh but it's a start.
2: Okay, cool. And Dude, uh, I love this is fantastic. Love magicians. They're the best. The the Excellent.
0: best so the best.
2: So what is uh you know if she has any debt? She does not. Okay, so we're looking at $20,000 total in debt and looking at $70,000 household income. So yes. how quickly can we pay off all of this debt and start saving up for the down payment?
7: Uh, I have been, uh, I've been trying to put as much money uh, towards it as I can. Um, you know, I don't have a full 70000 right now. I have, you know, 35000 Sure. So I think I can, I can get a paid off from my own personal income in a matter of probably two or three years.
2: Okay. So, two to three years, this thing's paid off. I want you to do it in two. And if that means side hustles, if that means something else, let's do that. But I think three years is for 20 grand, we can get this thing cleaned up in two years. That's 10 grand a year. Are you able to
0: drive in the evenings or do pickups in the morning? Or are you able to squeeze in side hustles there? It seems like a job like Uber, Uber, Uber Eats would be a perfect side hustle to what you're doing.
7: Uh,. Uh, that is yeah, that's a possibility. I can okay. actually, um, I, I won't bore you with the details, but I can actually kind of side hustle magic as okay. uh, as a street performer.
0: I uh, think which is here is I am gonna one up George. I want this thing gone in twelve months. I want this thing gone in the max sixteen months. I want you to put that on a calendar okay. and reverse engineer it and say how much money do I have to make every month and work on it like your life depends on it because it kind of does because you're one okay. more shutdown from being in oh crap land right yes sir let's get this stuff all done man let's just knock it out and let's have one crazy year you'll look back and remember the time we were nuts when i was 24 and then when i was 25 i was free and then you can go do real magic right
2: are you engaged yet richard uh not officially no okay it's a magic uh, ring george I, I, yeah. it's a magic It's a so magic but we're talking ring. you know maybe marriage is on the horizon a year from now you have a wedding
7: yeah they thereabouts. um we're, we've been concerned with uh, money. Has been a big thing, and just you know, just, um We've been scared. If I'm being completely yeah. honest, we're absolutely terrified. Mm. Uh, so, I haven't I haven't uh, gotten down on the knee and officially asked the question, but it's it's going to happen,
2: I guarantee awesome. yeah. Well, do that when the time's right, but I think we need to pause. I love that you're excited to get in a home, but it's going to be years from now, yeah, and that's okay. it's a couple years away, dude. So get that $1,000 starter emergency fund. Beyond that, any money goes towards the debt. Let's clean up this debt in a year or two. Uh, then let's start making sure we cash flow the wedding, no debt there, cash flow the ring, mm-hmm. and then be about the business of getting three to six months of expenses saved up in an emergency fund. And then and only then do we start saving up for that down payment. And you're going to have a lot more margin in your life. You're going to be making more money and have no payments. And so I want you to save up, you know, 10% down would be great. 20% would be even better to avoid private mortgage insurance where you're just throwing money away to the lender. And then make sure you get a 15-year fixed-rate conventional mortgage with a payment that's no more than a quarter of your take-home pay you get all those numbers and okay, we got I, them all on our website as well <laughs> i know i threw a lot at okay, you there cool hey, but that's uh, what the richard, path looks like uh,
7: yeah, i'm writing this down but if you got it on the website i will uh, look up there
2: richard let me let
0: me tell you this here's here's what this is going to look like in real life this is you sitting down with the woman who's about to be your fiance and probably get engaged and then y'all sit down and say here's what life's going to look like i want y'all to grieve it you know it'd be really cool to be to get married she's a f- hairstylist for the stars in vegas and you're you've got your name on a big thing y'all aren't there yet and so grieve it it'd be super cool we're 25 and married with a big dope house here in vegas it's not gonna happen so let's grieve it let's let's go out to dinner and be like this is our sad dinner and then after that we're gonna get real excited about our one bedroom apartment that we can actually afford and when we afford it we're gonna feel safe and we're not going to spend the first two or three years panicked and worried about, hey, are you working? Why are you sitting down? You should be out cutting hair. We can't make the rent. And we're going to have unnecessary fights and stress and drama in our new wedding, in a new marriage that doesn't need any more stress than it's already going to have. You see what I'm saying? So we're going to lean into this thing, and then we're going to be happy about the one-bedroom apartment because we can afford it. And then we're going to be about um, – working these careers and grinding and grinding and grinding until one day me and George come out to Vegas to see Richard. i yes. um, like, wait, is we'll that the same We'll come see your guy? show. Hey, yeah, when you hit it, you let us know and you send us some, t- we'll be there. That'll be a blast.
2: I'm willing to pay for the tickets but you can give us for free. It'd be
0: great. George is the guy. I'm um, the guy. I will pay for my tickets. Actually, I w- I no, like you send plan. me my tickets.
2: Yeah, I think there's nothing wrong with, especially once you get married, You got to adjust to a whole new lifestyle. So let's just rent for a while. Getting into a home can be very stressful. There's a lot of costs, uh, a lot of things associated with it. So it's totally okay to rent for a year or two after you're married. And let's start saving up that down payment. Let's not rush into this thing with nothing down while we still have debt. That is a recipe for disaster financially and maritally. And I actually would tell if he had said, hey, I've got $200,000 ready to put
0: down on a house. I'm going to get engaged and get married. I would say, hey, I would do my best to talk him into pausing. Pause. Rent. Just just get to know one another, man. And you think, we've been dating for five years. When you start brushing teeth next to each other, everything's mm. different, right? You're going to you see- start to
2: see all the ticks and all the quirks, and this is where John puts his laundry in the corner of the room.
0: Yes, and if you've married somebody that has a lot of ticks, I was thinking of the bugs because I live out in the woods.
2: Oh, yeah, literally, John has to worry about ticks. <laughs> yeah. This is why I don't go to John's house. Exactly, and because I don't invite you. That too. Yeah. There we go. But it's a good reminder, John, for those that are... There's a lot of people who are excited about, I want to get married, I'm going to get a house, and life's going to be so great, we're going to have this dual income. But when you do it, and you still have debt, and you're trying to get the house, and now we feel like we need to upgrade in car, and look at our married friends are doing. It causes so much drama and pressure. Yeah, and we just need to slow down and run our own race. Yeah. I had a great line the other day on the show. I don't remember it, but it was well, something You've already to that dropped uh, No Thanks Tom Hanks, and so you're one for one. It was, when you run other people's race... There is no finish line. That was. It's a good line. I'm. Uh, we can agree to disagree. All right. Fine. If I tweeted that, I'd get at least three retweets, though. And two of them would be your mother.
0: <laughs> one of She's them She's not on Twitter.
2: Jokes on you, John. <laughs> Sweet May. Uh, when you got when you guys got married, did you move directly into a house? No. Townhome. We had an apartment, and we started saving up aggressively. And I was doing side gigs. I was like hosting outside events. I was doing marketing consulting. I was building websites. I was going, how can we stack up as much money as we can for this down payment? And then we also went, let's get a really reasonable house because the bank said they'd give us like half a million dollars. Yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> and so going for a very reasonable mortgage on a reasonable house, it doesn't need to be a five-bedroom, four-bath. It's just the two of us. Right. Relax. Just the two of us. Again, John John's singing. You're welcome, America, and I'm sorry. And we lived in a tiny little apartment, too. And I don't It's know, great. You kind of look back on those days with fond memories. They were
0: miserable, but um, we got to figure each other out, and we got to learn one another as the bugs were coming in the apartment. You learn all kinds
2: of things, oh, yeah. right? It's good. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. My thanks to Austin and James and Will and the whole crew in there, Andrew, and, of course, you, John. I guess America's in there, too. Appreciate you guys listening. We'll be back with you before you know it.